Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 45 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast broadcast. I'm here with Co Reed. I'm here with Dirt Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And this is the Rogue Company podcast, bringing you all the news that you need to know about Rogue Company. So we're going to start off hot and heavy here with the 3.1 Eternal Conflict update. Now, I transposed all of this to Google Docs so that it would be easier for us to cover, you know. So Brad did share the skins. I'm not going to go too deep into the way that the new event pass is because that information has kind of been leaked out there a little bit. But it's 35 levels. Should be the same amount of XP rewarded while playing through it. But you should be able to, it's going to be a six-week span. So in essence, like we're going to get an update or an event every six weeks as opposed to every 150 days plus. Uh, And with this one, we saw our first look at what that's going to detail. And we're getting three skins, no mythic wraps on this one. Uh, But they are adding new chests in there um, for the... um, that new box that they have that's got like the silver and gold skins in them. Like they're like the Skaduchi skins, but silver and gold. So there are some cool things that are coming into it. And then of course the demon days or the, not the demon days, but the eternal conflict skins are really, really cool. I like the demon one. I like the, um, glimpse one. And of course the juke one looks really, really cool. Um, I'm, this might be my favorite battle pass that they've done so far, you know, cause it's just so different and so interesting and it feeds into the stuff that I like anyway. So, you know, so with that being said, there is going to be a preseason four ranked. So, uh, what does this mean exactly? Well, we have a lot of work to do for the new direction of our balancing and identity of our rogues. This comes with big reinvigorating changes that we want to front load the year with, and we want players to have some time to breathe and adapt to them before we open the doors to this year's ranked season in 3.2. We are looking forward to hearing your feedback, and we'll see you out in the field. Additionally, Glacier has been added to rank strikeout. Enjoy. So it's going to be... 3.1, and I think 3.2 should be the next update after after this current update. So in theory, like it should be a three-week preseason ranked. Um, They said that they were going to provide updates every three weeks, unless they're going to do like 3.1.5 or something like that as like that three-week update. Then it should just be a three-week preseason. Even if it's a six-week preseason and then they introduce – more rank changes in like the 3.1.5 update if they go that route with it then it's still okay six weeks of like having basically a preseason for rank to try everything out in ranked and to give feedback and it not really count for anything necessarily to me it's not a bad it's not a bad idea especially with all the weapon changes and things that we're going to be getting in the game moving forward so i'm perfectly fine with it you know Uh, For game modes, they are adding a wingman quick play option. So in this update, uh, introducing a wingman quick play queue that we will rotate with the current quick play each week. We intend on introducing more and better quick play queues to give our players a better variety of game modes each update. So for now, get a duo buddy and get out there. Uh, So it's cool that they're bringing quick play back. I'm not uh, upset about this by any stretch of the imagination. I know a lot of people were wanting Wingman to come back, 
especially in customs because of like the 2v2 or 1v1 tournaments that people are trying to run out there. It's hard to do that in because the only thing right now or the only thing pre-update that you had access to with the skirmish maps was dodgeball. So I mean, you could technically do a 2v2 in dodgeball, but I, I don't know. I don't participate in the tournament, so I'm not 100, 100% certain. But like, if you do a 2v2 strikeout or a 2v2 whatever, then it's just going to be on the larger maps, which can still work, but it's not the same as playing it on the skirmish maps, you know? Mm-hmm. And with customs, uh, they are going to be disabling sabotage and removing it from customs while they are working on it. And in its place, they're going to be bringing Wingman and Battlezone into the customs. And Wingman, cool. Battlezone. Ugh. Customs? Let's yeah. Get rid of Battlezone. Yeah. I agree. But Wingman will be cool because, like, in the past, we've done Wingman strikeouts, but it's been 4v4 on the skirmish maps. And those are a lot of fun. Like, Doing anything on the wingman skirmish maps, like the all shotguns or all melees or whatever, like all those stupid times that we've got on there and ran around uh, with people and had fun, I've always went wingman on that stuff because it is on the smaller maps. So uh, I think that that would be okay. And that'll open it up, like I said. But Battlezone, no. Just no. So for quality of life changes, Lobby Music Randomizer. So what was your favorite seasonal music track of Rogue Company? Was it Season 3, Season 4? Well, in this update, you can enjoy them all. In our initial pass, the Lobby Music will rotate each time you log in. We hope you enjoy the music. In later updates, we'll look to potentially give you more control over this. I think that like there was only maybe one Lobby Music rack that they're not going to be able to include into this because it was run the jewels i think it was that initial that season zero right like yeah so which is fine it was was a good one though i know but licenses and time limits and you know yeah i'm upset could be worse there's been some really good lobby music even though i have to cut the music off so that i don't get hit with a copyright thing, which I think that they've changed the uh, walk-in music. I don't know. I'll have to check and see, because the last time that I cut the music on, I got hit with a with a claim. Uh, copyright I think if claim. the music is in the game, then it should be allowed to be streamed. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, I know. I agree. So Because obviously that game paid whoever to use that music in the game. Yeah, right. They got their money. Yeah. So for map audio cleanup, thanks to the combined efforts of the community and our audio team, we have cleaned up the audio on Icarus and Vice. Let us know if you experience any audio issues on those or any other maps. Recordings or screenshots of the locations help us best. So I know that Icarus had two dead spots in it. I know that I don't know where the Vice dead spot was, but because we don't really get Vice all that often. Like I, last night, we got Vice twice, and that's the first time that's happened in forever. Vice is Vice. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I think it's in some of the doorways. It's got to be right. Kind of like on, yeah. You yeah. run through it, and it's like can't hear nothing. Yeah, it's like a tunnel or something. Yeah. 
but at least they're getting those sussed out and cleaned up. And if there's any other, you know, map audio issues that anybody has, let me know. Drop it in the Discord. In the description, there's a link to the um, uh, the report of report a thing i can't remember what it's called but basically if you have a bug or, or a exploit that you find you can upload screenshots and information into that google doc and it goes directly to the developers so if you find something be sure to share it because i shared the ones from icarus with the development team after um, an individual contacted me and sent me screenshots and then on stream i got the screenshots that they sent Played a custom match, went there, and actually got video footage of it, like recorded footage of it, and sent that to the developers as well. And those are the two locations in any more, I guess, that are on Icarus that are going to be cleaned up in this next update. So it it actually does work, like submitting the information, and we can push it for you if it, you know, if it's a legitimate concern, we can absolutely push it. So for some balance, we have rogue balance to start everything out with. But first, we're going to hit on speed and toughness. So I'm going to read this blurb real quick just to kind of get an idea before we before we kind of go off on a little um, tangent on it here. But what they said was when we introduced speed and toughness, our intention was to create variance between rogues and active combat. In hindsight, we didn't do enough to properly support this, as it became an esoteric stat that made combat interactions difficult to maintain mentally. Additionally, with the existence of other perks that affect those same stats, it created another layer of complexity that further confused and frustrated our players. There was also some functional complications with how they functioned. As such, we currently feel we can accomplish stronger rogue identity through other solutions, which you will see below. Therefore, speed and toughness has been removed from all rogues. So before we get into the next thing, I'm just going to hit on this for just one second. I'm a fan of the speed and toughness system, personally. I liked it. It was different. You know, it was something that was very... Like, it was a way to bring identity to the rogues to a certain degree, but, like, they introduced it, they changed the pips on it, like, they reduced what the toughness actually was from 5% per pip down to 3% per pip. They adjusted a couple of characters' speed and toughness, and then nobody touched it for over a year. And at the end of the day, it's like if they... Pretty Hair told us that they were going to add speed and toughness as another knob to tune to make rogues feel a little bit different since they opened weapon mastery and everything up and then opened the floodgate with the perk changes and uh, also a way to fine tune rogues so that they feel like they're slotted into where they need to be. Did it accomplish that to a degree? I think that it did, but did it do everything that it could have, though? No. Uh, yeah, I don't think that it did by any stretch. And it makes sense, right? Because like if I'm sh if I'm using a specific weapon, if I shoot someone like Lancer and do 25 damage and then shoot Saint and do 20 damage and then shoot Anvil and do 15 damage with the same weapon at the same distance, then I can see where it can be very confusing and frustrating for newer players, especially since there's nothing in game that explains what the speed and toughness system actually is and what it does, you know? 
So, like, to me, they should have just, like, reworked the toughness system as opposed to, like, it doing, like, damage reduction. It should have, like, either shortened or lengthened the HP bar as a representation of that. Like, the baseline is 100 HP. Lancer is, like, 90 HP. You know, once you, like, calculate everything out to what that increased damage she receives is, and then everybody else is... 120, 130, depending on where their toughness falls into that equation. To me, that makes more sense. I think they should do the same thing with bulletproof. It shouldn't be like this buried statistic unless you are going to allow us to see the enemy team's perks that they purchase and exactly know exactly that know that they exactly have these perks that do damage reduction out of the gate in some form or fashion. And then with speed, like it really doesn't matter if you're going to get shot while you're behind cover after running by running to the cover, it doesn't matter how fast your character is latency still going to exist and you're still going to get hit by bullets yeah. behind walls, you know? So, but yeah, what do y'all think about the speed and toughness taking the exit? Um, I mean, I think it's a good change if it's going to help everything. But at the same time, it did give all the rogues identities because of weapon mastery, which was not something I was a fan of. So well, uh, I, guess, I just want to see how it plays out. I'll be more of a fan to actually know, it, I guess, get the feel of not having the speediness and toughness system because, like, I'm so used to it now. But yeah. Like, it's become a thing, you know? Like, I'm used to Anvil being the slowest one. Yep. I'm used to, like, you know, uh, Switchblade or Lancer being the fastest ones, and like, there's just little things that you're you're going to be used to and be trying to do or implement that you're not going to be able to implement anymore. So, yeah, I'm fifty fifty with. It. I'm just going to say I'm just I'm fifty with it. I'm cool with it going, and it's pretty much because I didn't really. I mean, maybe because I didn't pay enough attention, but I didn't really notice it when even when it changed into the speed and toughness thing. And Only the speed. Yeah, I I didn't know certain one, people. Really. Like I always thought that Lancer was faster, and I always thought that maybe Dolly was faster. It would make sense that the smaller rogues would be faster. But right. like when it came to the whole giving them an identity thing, I felt like the developers said fuck their identity when they invented weapon mastery, man, because that was a huge part of their identity to me. Was like. I knew what weapons I was going against when I was playing these certain rogues. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you wanted to, ma if you wanted to like use a certain weapon, you had to use the certain rogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and that was part of the identity. So when they threw that out the window, then I was just like, well, fuck all their identities, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you on that. I mean, it, it definitely is something where it's like you take something away and then you try to like find another way to reintroduce their identity. And by doing so, it's kind of like half hearted almost. If because anything, I think it would be a great thing to take out because you could introduce, say, future rogues. One of them might have a passive that's like, uh, let's just say one out of every five bullets that hits doesn't do damage or some. Something like that. Something where they would take re reduced damage from certain types of weapons or something. Yes. Then, you know, you wouldn't even have to worry about the toughness being factored in. 
Right. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. You you just know well this this rogue has that, so I want to use them. Yeah. That makes sense, and that's something that I didn't even consider either, because like, you know, Switchblade, whenever you throw a gadget, she gets that speed boost. Well, that, on top of having access to the speed that she had, made her so fast. You know, Lancer, whenever she popped her ability, made her so fast. Like, it's <clears throat> not to the point well, the where... the Dahlia with the Lancer. Yeah, like, where she, yeah, she stacked it. and still, crazy. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So they're going to like basically readjust all the rogues back down to baseline toughness, baseline speed. Everybody's going to be moving at the same rate. Everybody's going to be taking the same amount of damage. And armor is like a visual representation of a concept, right? You have a bar above their name or above their health bar that has like the the armor visualization. If they're going to leave bulletproof in the game as a perk, fine, but turn it into an extension of armor, turn it into something tangible, something that we can see and interact with because it's still going to be the one outlying factor as to, Oh, like whenever you, you know, you get the speed boost, the speed boost is something where it's like, it really doesn't affect anything. Like they may be able to move up faster. If they have evade, they may be able to move up faster on you than you're expecting them to, but you can still shoot them or throw a grenade at them or something, and they're still going to take full damage. It's not mm-hmm. it's not this thing that exists. Like negating damage in a game like Paladins makes sense where you have healers and support characters. You don't have to factor in each individual bullet. Whenever you're looking at a tactical shooter, then you have to account for all the damage values that you're getting. And if someone has something that gives them less damage, then you should know about it, first of all, and you should be able to calculate that into what you're trying to do on the fly. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like with speed and toughness, that was causing too much of an issue. The only time that I ever noticed the toughness thing was like, once you get five toughness with bulletproof, with armor stacked on top of each other, all three of those things, then you could feel it. But if it was just your normal average rogue that had like a three or a four toughness that had maybe 25 armor and, you know, that didn't have access to bulletproof, wasn't that much noticeable. That's so. the thing, man. Switchblade's coming back. Oh, yeah, right. You know? And Seeker. Because you oh, always, I don't care what you do, you have to get that bulletproof. Like, yeah. Like, but, so, I mean, once you do, she's a fucking tank. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. That, woo, they're gonna have to probably It'll work around the kids a little bit. Yeah. That you, now that you said that, because yeah, a a switchblade with normal toughness. Because I think hers is reduced, some right? Is it not? Yeah, she's, she's a got a squishy. one. Yeah, she's got a one yeah. toughness. Yeah. So now that she get that three percent back with bulletproof, she. Yeah, I think it was rare bulletproof too, right? Yes. No, it was epic, right? It was epic. Yeah, yeah. I might have to tone that down a bit. Yeah, Yeah. right. So, and that's like cannon's got legendary. Like even if, and he's got armor. So even if, yeah, I mean it's yeah. And they just did all those changes with him too. (laughs) Exactly right. So, Uh, and something something else that kind of feeds into this is this next point here. Base regeneration has been adjusted. So in the current setting, it is difficult to work around the base regen for balance purposes. For now, we are wanting to experiment with reducing the out-of-combat activation time. 
in order to rein in the effectiveness of bounce back and also have a more risk versus reward and evasive duels and pushes. We intend to keep a very close eye on how these changes shake out in the bigger, longer term picture. So the regeneration activation of your HP regeneration time has been increased from five seconds to six seconds. We, we had a change at one point forever ago where they moved the regeneration time from five seconds to seven seconds. And we played with it. Didn't really have that much of an issue if I remember correctly, but the larger community, the larger player base did have an issue with having that extra two seconds regeneration time on there. And they went back and reverted it. I think at one point they dropped it down to like three or four seconds. And then they finally settled on a five second as being like the perfect regeneration. If you're going to give all the rogues or a lot of the rogues access to bounce back, because we'll get into that here in just a second, uh, then it's going to be okay. And it's going to make sense. One second waiting one second longer to re-engage it's muscle memory at mm -hmm. this point so like it's gonna throw a lot of people off oh, in yeah. a big way uh us myself included because i have that five second timer in my head down mm -hmm. i don't even think about it i just know that i'm gaining hp back you know what i mean so yeah. even if you're changing it by one second whether it's one second less or one second longer you're still going to have players that are going to take a lot of time to adjust to it um like I said, when they increased it to seven seconds, we didn't have that much of a problem with it. I don't think that we're going to have as much of a problem with this in single life modes because you're going to be playing more cautiously. And once you get called out, you're going to be dead anyway. Single life game modes. I think the people that play respawn modes are going to feel this more than anybody else. And I also think that this has something else to do with something that's in the patch notes further down. And whenever we get to that, it'll make more sense. But with the speed and toughness going away, everybody being at the same baseline, then extending or increasing the regeneration activation time for your HP regen, it's making the game, it's going to make the game a little bit slower paced to a degree until everybody figures everything out. Because once they drop into the game and they realize, oh, I'm a second off, I need to wait a little bit longer, then they're going to overweight to make a push. They're going to overweight to, yeah. to re-engage, yeah. and it's going to cause this weird HP regeneration fight that happens you know, in any type of situation. So it is going to be rough. Whenever you change like something that 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 is that core and fundamental to the game, that like it's muscle memory that nobody has to think about. So. So these are the rogue changes after that, and we'll just kind of hit on them as we go. So for Anvil, Rare Berserker has been replaced with Rare Shredder Rounds. Epic Life Drain was replaced with Epic Bounce Back, and Epic Replenish was replaced with Epic Recharge. I'm not sure if Recharge is a new perk or if they meant um, Energized, but either way, they are getting rid of some of... Uh, some of Anvil's more tankier things like Berserker being able to run and reload the, the uh, light machine gun is like huge. Having life drain is huge and uh, having replenish being replaced outright is huge for him. So I think he's still going to be in a good spot. 
I just don't think he's going to be as good as he was before. You know, with Dima, the epic bounce back is being uh, removed and it's going to be replaced with epic energized and which is a downgraded version from legendary energized. And they're giving him legendary tenacity, which is like, why didn't he have that the entire time? Like, if anybody has legendary tenacity, you'd think the person that carries a, a, a Merv launcher around would have legendary tenacity, you know? Mm-hmm. So, this checks, like, this makes sense. This checks out completely, you know? Uh, for Glitch, he is getting an entire new perk loadout. Uh, so, he's going to have rare nimble hands. Rare tracker rounds is being replaced with rare evade. Rare energized is being replaced with rare armor. Uh, epic padded steps still. Epic tenacity is being replaced with epic bounce back. Epic armor is being replaced with epic stalker. Legendary bounce back is being replaced with legendary tracker. And legendary gunsmith is being replaced with legendary gadgeteer. They're kind of like, yeah, they're 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 f- slotting glitch in in a way to where he's actually going to be, in my opinion, a little bit more of a breacher, like. Having access to Legendary Gadgeteer with the Simtex, with the flashbangs, that allows him to get in there and push. Having access to Legendary Tracker uh, gives, like, the only other person that has a Legendary Tracker is Dallas. So if he shoots someone, they're revealed, and he Mm -hmm. can see their footprints in the sand and the whole nine yards. It's going to allow him to, like, be able to track people down after the push initially happens. Having Stalker isn't going to hurt anything. I feel like they drop the armor down because of the changes with the... um, speed and toughness system. He's still going to have padded steps. Um, He's going to have evade, which he's going to be able to take shots and still continue to move forward. So this really feels like it's slot and glitch into that actual breacher role that he's kind of designed for, you know? Mm -hmm. So for Juke, uh, she's receiving a new uh, perk loadout as well. So she's going to have rare nimble hands, rare gunsmith, rare life drain was replaced with rare armor. Epic Stalker, Epic Gadgeteer has been replaced with Epic Shredder Rounds. Epic Bounce Back is replaced with Epic Blaster. Legendary Bulletproof has been replaced with Legendary Gadgeteer. And she's going to have access to Legendary Energize. On top of that, for her Juke Boots, her recharge rate has been increased on the uh, recharge rate for her boots from 3 seconds to 4 seconds. And the distance and speed multi- uh, multiplier has been reduced from 30% down to 20%. So, like, Juke is kind of a weird character because they released her as a defender, but has she ever really felt like a defender? No. No, not once. Yeah. Like, she plays a very serious I get how you can call her a defender because those things can kind of shut down lanes. But aside from that, nothing else about her could be called that. Right. So with her having rare nimble hands, rare gunsmith, rare armor, epic stalker, epic shredder rounds, epic blaster, legendary gadgeteer, legendary energize. Sounds like they're making her a breacher. Like, it sounds like they're completely getting rid of all of the things that would even remotely make you think that she's a defender. And it sounds like they're going to slot her into a breacher. She's going to be able to throw the juke, uh, dr- the juke drones out there. She's going to be able to throw the impact grenades. She's going to be able to use the reflector. She's going to be able to move with the juke boots and just run right down your throat. 
Which yeah, is well, there's a reason why you see her get banned so much. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and this, you know, yeah, and like with her having access to legendary bulletproof, and then like how the weird issues that are happening with like her juke booting around, either not being tra- able to be tracked or because she's not taking damage, juke booting. It's like okay, well, let, let's kind of simmer that down just a little bit. But if people are going to play juke like this, let's just embrace it and just go with it. And I'm fine. Play her like that. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. So remove the problem. The problem with her was having a legendary bulletproof with everything else. They removed that problem. They got rid of life drain and they're saying, Hey, you want to play hard and fast? All right. Here's energize. Here's gadgeteer. Here's shredder rounds. Here's blaster. Go have fun. Yeah, yeah, and I'm okay with that. Like, I want people to play her that way. Like, if that's how people are playing her, the the developers are seeing how people are playing her, and they're just like, okay, we'll adjust her kit for that play style. And with that adjustment comes a removal of life drain, which comes with removal of legendary bulletproof bounce back. You know, like being Mm -hmm. gadget. Like, so you know. I'm fine with that. And I'm most excited about the juke boots because me playing with her is so janky and fiddly because like you glitch around all over the place because you're moving so abruptly. Maybe this when you spectate someone playing with her. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So next up is Lancer. So Lancer's (laughs) receiving a whole new perk loadout. So She's going to have access to rare gadgeteer, rare shredder rounds, rare stalkers being replaced with rare bounce back, epic life drain, epic energized, epic padded steps, legendary gunsmith is replaced with legendary stalker, legendary life drain is being replaced with legendary evade. Also, they're updating her passive ability. So on the dodge roll, it will only reload mag fed weapons. This includes the... The Striker 810, all SMGs, all assault rifles, all DMRs except for the Devotion, all sidearms excluding the Revolver. And quick and quiet movement speed has been buffed a little bit because of the speed adjustment, the speed and toughness thing. So she's going to be moving 12.5% faster as opposed to 10% faster. They're like slotting her into the play style that she was always meant to be put into. Like they gave her all these OP perks because she's one of the most popular characters in the game. And finally, somebody, I'm not going to mention any names, came in and was like, well, if you want a player is like a very aggressive, like run around and, and flank type character, let's give you legendary evade. Let's give you legendary stalker. Let's give yeah. you an epic version of life drain. Let's give you rare version of bounce back. Like they're slotting her into that play style. Finally. And they're, well, dude, up- you've got the roll reload. You don't need gunsmith. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and this is the first time that we've had a legendary evade since they first introduced the perk rework. And like when you activated her ability and had legendary evade at that time, and with the speed and toughness, she ran, she could run across the boat on Glacier in less than five seconds from one end to the other. That's okay. how. Yeah. So it, now that they're getting rid of speed and toughness, they can actually start giving characters a legendary evade, and it makes sense for her to have it. So 
I'm so excited about this passive update for her. No more Arbitrator, no more Shotgun Lancer except for the Striker. Like, no sniper rifles are good. She's not going to be able to roll reloading in the sniper rifles whatsoever. Like, it's... She's going to be slotted exactly where she needs to be slotted. And it was so simple. Yeah, exactly. Magfed. Could have been done, man. Yes, could have been done. But they were like, well, we can't take it away. It's like, you don't have to. Yeah, just, just fix it. Maybe not let the shotgun fucking do it. Like, yeah, yeah. Simple. And I think watching that, her reload that shotgun was satisfying. I know, right? Just yeah. putting the bullets in it. It was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Oh. And it seems like the common consensus with the majority of the community is they're okay with this change because even the people that play Lancer Arbitrator knows they know how broken that that combination is, and they're like, well, we had our fun for two freaking years. Yeah. It's about damn time, you know? So, MAGFED. It's so simple, you know? Yeah. Everybody was so scared to make any changes to Lancer because people were going to riot. Because what? They'll quit playing? Yeah. No, like, balance the balancer. So. Next up is Ronan. So, she is getting uh, Rare Tenacity replaced with Rare Evade. Also, her ballistic knife is receiving a few changes here. So the direct hit blast radius has been reduced from 3 meters down to 2 meters. The direct hit minimum damage has been increased from 70 up to 90. And the blast radius when planted has been reduced from 3.5 down to 3 meters. Finally. Like, now I don't feel like I have to get a football field. Even though 0.5 <laughs> meters is so small, it is enough. You know yeah. what I mean? It is enough. Especially when she has access to blaster. And then adjusting the way that the explosion radius works whenever you direct hit someone makes sense. Because I've seen, and I've even had moments where I've hit one person in a in a small group of people and downed like fringe targets. Like that really shouldn't have went down because of how the blast radius was on it. So it makes sense while they're making that adjustment. Direct hits are still going to do 225 damage to the target. It's going to be a 2-meter radius around that target that's going to receive 90 damage. So it's being mm -hmm. adjusted, but in the right way. So something that I'm excited about, C4 for Saint is being replaced with the regeneration field in all game modes. Fuck yes, dude. W. Big W. Finally. God, if Saint needed something like that. Maybe toss it Dolly's way, too. Give it to Runway. I was about to say, I was like, why don't we just give it to any other support rogue? Or like, uh, what's the other one? Oh, my God. Uh, Seeker. Seeker. Yeah. So Seeker, Runway could have had it. You know, get that would really, yeah. I would prefer one of them to get it. Like I've realized I've been reliable more on helping hands more often in matches than not. So like, why not give it to two other support rogues? Yeah. <clears throat> why does it have to be a uh, say? Not saying that that's a bad change because like, to be fair, nobody really runs C4 much anymore. Like just depending in your scenarios and stuff like that. So yeah, that'd be that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Just being able to know that like as a saint. 
if if one of your teammates is down, you can really you can run up, throw the regeneration field. As long as they don't press the bleed out button, they can stay alive until that regeneration field goes away. Give you enough time. Yes. And you got the nimble hands. Yeah. Or him putting it down on a corner, just like your team is steadily healing while you're trying to like just you're in a constant engagement, but because you're in this regeneration field, you're not dying. You know, like yeah. God, yeah, that's that's really clutch, man. Again, it'd be nice to see it on another support road. Like just add it add it to maybe like Seeker or maybe add it to runway. God, it'd be testing the waters with it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But like, why would you give it to the best medic road? Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I understand the argument that he is the best, but like, at the same time, man, like, one of our biggest complaints right now is Runway always, not really one of our biggest, but at one point was like her being a breacher style, being able to use the briefcase for that. Like, why can't you use the briefcase for two health regenerations instead? That's That puts her more as a support rogue. For sure. Well, and <clears throat> and you got to look at it from this perspective too. If Saint is the only one with a regeneration field, and you live in a world where you have bands and drafts, oh, then one character only having access to this one specific, very very niche item could upset the balance of ranked matches. Like, imagine playing ranked strikeout with a saint that has a runway where you can just like throw them things down constantly on the point, and you're just surviving. Like that could lead to issues. There's nothing like, of course, glitch and EMPs exist, and you can still shoot them and destroy them, of course. But at the same time, it's like you don't have a regeneration field in your back pocket either if you're going against that. So I could see where that could cause a couple of unbalanced issues in specific game modes. King of the Hill and Strikeout being the primary two there, you know? What's going to make that scene a big pick? Yes. To counter Maybe. to counter that, they could fix runway where runway can't hit her own briefcase. And then it would be only like Saint can be the only one that hits the briefcase to get the double revives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the double heal or whatever. Like if she can only use like maybe one initial time, but she can't like fix she can't hit her briefcase herself. You know what I mean? That would be a real clutch moment where like she throws it down. That would make her a true support. I feel yeah. like in a way too. Like if she just threw it down and only her peep her partners can grab the briefcase, not her as a character. It would lower her her playability because a lot of people that play by themselves probably play her to selfishly have the extra sim tech. Yeah, for sure. Or to get unlimited ammo, and yeah, that's fine. But sure, you know, people are going to get upset about that. But at the same time, like. You should be trying to run all the rogues so that way you can get a different play style with all the rogues because all the rogues are not going to feel the same or play the same. Yeah. That's why they all have different kits. That's why they all have different guns. You know, again, that's their identities now is through their kits and they're being able to use their abilities and whatnot. But at the same time, man, we've always had an issue with Runaway in different ways. So if they do release this health regeneration station, and as Griffin says, it will most maybe become a problem. <laughs> we'll see. You know, they, they could have it to where it only takes like so much damage or they could completely rework the way that runway does work. I mean, there's a lot of things that they could do moving forward with her. I think that, that they're, yeah, they're, I think the reason why she isn't on this list because there's so much that they 
they could do with her. They just need to make the right decision because she's a very popular rogue. Rogue, yeah. <clears throat> just there's, like Corey said, a lot of people use her. Yeah, and there's It'd no selfish tech. <laughs> yeah, and well, there's no drawbacks to to running her. You have a sniper. You have an assault rifle. You have Simtex. Yeah. You have trip mines. You have a briefcase that you can re re up on everything. And then she has great perks as well. So yeah, like she even has helping hands, you know, and again, yeah. I lean more to that anyway. Like, like again, more and more that I play, I find myself purchasing helping hands more and more. But yeah, man, that would be like the counter. Like you say, she has no downside. So her yeah. downside could be the fact that she can't hit her own briefcase. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're also replacing Epic Crack Shot with Epic Nimble Hands on Saint. So I I need to look at his actual perk. Well, let me look at it real quick to yeah, see. Yeah, that Crack Shot was only like a 10%. It wasn't high. Thing. Yeah, I, it wasn't even worth it. I mean, I'd get it, but. Yeah. So right not now. Before you get all the healing perks. Right now, Helping Hands is legendary, so what it's going to do is drop Helping Hands down to, no, it's going to, it's going to be, what? Oh, it's Nimble Hands, never mind. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was Helping Hands, but okay, so that makes sense. I mean, I'm fine with that. I want the faster reload. Yeah, exactly, right? So... And then with Fixer, what's an update if Fixer doesn't get something done to him? So, a Legendary Crack Shot is being replaced with Re Legendary Stalker. Rare Stalker is being replaced with Rare Nimble Hands. And his Tomahawk is being replaced with the Combat Knife. Um, removing Crack Shot at a Legendary is, like, the best thing they could have done. Because... You can, like, dude, it happened the other night. If you have the devotion, if you have the ability popped, if you have legendary crack shot, it does 111 damage. If they reduce everybody's toughness down to baseline toughness, which is where Ronan exists at, it would one hit every single rogue that doesn't have armor or bulletproof. It would be insane. Pretty I nasty. mean, even with armor, would it matter? Because he ignores armor. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't matter if they have armor or not at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, it would just be dropping bodies. Yeah. It'd yeah. just be a walking god. Yeah. Just pushing. Yeah. Pushing. I'm glad there was enough <laughs> foresight to get ahead of that issue whenever they decided to do the speed and toughness thing. And then I the, mean. <laughs> and then the tomahawk thing, like, melee mm. mastery exists. Who cares? If you if you're gonna master one melee weapon, it's gonna be the one melee weapon that one hits everybody. So well, there's three of them. Yeah, I know, but like the tomahawk is the one that most people use. The combat it's axe, the fastest. So. Yeah, yeah, it's the so. fastest to throw out of your hand for sure. Like it it's has quick. the highest. Yeah, it has the highest throw weight and throw speed, I believe. Yeah, and that's yeah, it makes it faster than the kikiri, and it makes it faster than the katana. Yeah, so. <clears throat> And the Kikiri is just as small, but it doesn't hit as hard either. I think it only hits 100, where the Tomahawk can hit 125 once you upgrade it all the way. Yeah. So. All right, for perks. Um, so for armor, this is, of course, in reaction to the global loss of toughness and increased effectiveness of Shredder Rounds. The rare armor cost is being reduced from 8,000 to 7,500. Epic is going from 12,000 to 10,000. And Legendary is going from 16,000 down to 14,000. For bounce back, so it, 
The write-up here says it appears that the bounce-back family had an unlisted extra benefit of increasing the player's healing per second by a significant amount, a 30% buff. Bounce-back is potent enough, as is, with reducing the regen delay time. So we will remove this and see how it goes. So the additional healing per second has been removed from all tiers of bounce-back. That makes sense because like, it didn't make sense why bounce-back was so OP. It just felt mm-hmm. OP. That's yeah. why. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's crazy. Um, so Rare Berserker is getting a cost increase from 3000 up to 5000 Evade is getting a huge price increase. So the rare version is going from fifteen hundred to forty five hundred. Evade is going from three thousand to six thousand, and legendary is going from five thousand to ninety five hundred. Who's got a legendary evade? Lancer will have it. Okay. All right. I was like, who the hell is legendary evade? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Honestly. Damn it. Somebody's paying attention to the purse. I know, right? Because fifteen hundred or three thousand evade was something nice to throw money into that you yeah. got all these crazy benefits off of. You know, so yeah, dude. you didn't even have to really be the one shot in the facility for that evade to kick in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, maybe that could have been what it was. Maybe they, you know, because there have been times that I wasn't even nowhere near getting shot at, and it would activate. So maybe they just it was a it has a little bug going on with it or something too. Right. So for gunsmith, each tier of gunsmith uh, has its benefits reduced by ten percent. So now it's going to be ten, twenty, thirty percent, as opposed to I think in the last update it went fifteen, thirty, forty-five percent. So they're readjusting gunsmith yet again for the falloff damage. So ten percent. 20%, 30%, and I'm okay with that. It's going to help the weapons out. Uh, Life Drain is receiving a slight adjustment to the rare version. It's going to increase the amount of healing received from 20 up to 25. Nimble Hands. Uh, rare Nimble Hands is going to go from 1,500 to 3,500. Epic is going from 2,500 to 4,500. Legendary is going from 4,000 up to 7,000. So they're really, really sinking a lot of money or a lot of price increases to reload perks and perks that specifically revolve around ammo. Is there any that are dropping? Like any, yeah, any perks with price that are dropping? Well, padded steps is dropping from 10,000 to 9,000. Yeah, but it's like all of the perk changes that you've said so far have been like, really high yeah money cost increases like and there's no like money reduction on other perks to i don't know feel like balance it out the armor got the a cost yeah, reduction that was the only one really <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> not much but yeah yeah that's what i'm just saying it just sounds like like it's going to be a little harder to invest your money into the perks so you got to be more picky with your perks it's starting to sound like yeah picky perks which I'm already picky with my perks because sometimes I'll go green gun the whole fucking game just so mm-hmm. I can run perks. Yeah, right. <clears throat> because perks are really, really strong in this game. Yeah. Uh, Quick Hands is receiving a cost increase for the epic level, and it is going from 5,000 up to 7,500. And then Stalker is receiving a cost increase 
from 2,000 to 4,000 for rare, 4,000 to 6,000 for epic, and legendary is going to go from 6,500 to 8,000. The reason, the well, the reason why I think that a lot of these perks are getting price adjustments is because evade was something that people would throw money into, and you really don't see how beneficial evade is until you buy it in a round. Mm-hmm. The, the same you see what it's actually doing for you like yeah that two seconds of getting around the corner or any yeah. of that jazz yeah yeah same th- <clears throat> same thing with nimble hands and quick hands and i also feel like they're gearing up to because we saw some characters have replenished removed from their kits completely or replaced with either nimble hands or quick hands uh, with the perk reworks for the rogues above. So I think that they're gearing up to possibly have what we talked about in the last episode is replenish being kind of reworked into a different. Yeah. So that, that could be something gearing up to that where it's like, okay, you may have epic version of replenish, but you have um, a rare version of helping hands or uh, quick hands. So which one, you know, which one is going to benefit you more being able to reload faster or to gain, you know, do whatever they do with replenish, whether it be gain a percentage of the ammo back or it, you know, refill your ammo reserve or whatever it is. It's like, which one do you want to sink your money into? That's going to be more beneficial to you. So all right, for for the weapon changes, we've got a couple here, uh, and I think that this is the last section here. Uh, we've got some pistol changes. So the executioner is receiving some changes here. So the headshot body damage is being increased from 42 to 45. Body shot damage is being increased from 30 to 32. The base ADS accuracy has been reduced from 0.1 to 0.07. The base magazine size has been reduced from 12 down to 8. The level 1 upgrade increases the magazine size from 8 back up to 12, and the total ammo rebalance to fit our 5 mag rule. For the Spitfire, and this is something that I wanted to highlight here, is getting a range and damage falloff adjustment to experiment a different SMG community requested direction on this SMG. So a lot of people were like, well, make it do two damage at like long range. And, you know, people are like, well, it won't feel good. You know, if you're only doing two damage, well, we want it anyway. Well, here is your opportunity to experience what you want. If you're that person that wants this. So go play with a Spitfire and tell us how, you know, tell us in the comments how good it feels to do two damage at 30 meters, please. So for the fall, uh, it's not going to feel very good. Yeah, exactly. No. I mean, Especially when you only get two or three like, of those slots and you do. And that thing, there. the further they are, whew, the lower yeah. that mm-hmm. thing's just like jumping. Just yeah. yeah. So the fall off range has been reduced from nine to eighteen meters down to seven to fourteen meters. Fall off damage at second threshold reduced from fifty five percent down to twenty five percent. The level one upgrade loses its range upgrade in exchange for reducing reload time from 1.6 to 1.2 seconds and the crouch and jump accuracy modifiers have been removed so please go play with a spitfire and tell us that's what you want all the smgs to do for the warrant the headshot damage is being reduced from 32 down to 28 the body shot damage is being reduced from 22 down to 20 and the base ads accuracy has been reduced from 0.1 to 0.09 uh the warrant's a great pistol i'm surprised it's taken this long for them to make these adjustments to it you know mm-hmm. 
So for the assault rifles, the HRM 30KS. So, There's so a the, lot there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so the headshot damage has been reduced from 42 down to 38. The <gasps> fire rate has been reduced from 6.33 down to 5.88. Oh, the, God. The accuracy <laughs> changes are hip fire accuracy has been reduced from 0.885 down to 0.86. The ADS accuracy modifier has increased from 0.115 to 0.13. The move, the move account penalty has been introduced from 0 to 0 0.02. Mm. Accuracy loss per shot has been increased from 0 0.0175 to 0 0.019. The max accuracy loss increased from 0 0.048 to 0 0.06. And the base recoil has been increased. The level two mag size upgrade has been reduced from 30 down to 25. And the level three recoil upgrade adjustment uh, to still be an improved adjustment from the base recoil. This is basically going back to the HRM 30K that was before they buffed it like crazy. It's going to fire a little bit slower. It's going to be more accurate while ADSing. It's going to do a little bit less headshot damage. Um, it's they're also move. They're also adding in a movement penalty while yeah. using it. So I'm guessing whenever so you if you're doing ADS, that side to side, or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <clears throat> Sounds like I'm going to have to throw Dude, that it in the thirty floor. down to twenty five though. That's like man, thirty was Let's already. You know, yeah. But it is. It's too strong. I mean, oh, no, it is though. It, it feels so it good. I, I love it. It does feel good to fly. I need an AR. I want to run to, and that's the one that I run to. And now, well, yeah, but to the ground. eventually everything gets touched, so no, it'll all just, work just, itself just, out. Just y'all keep hitting the SMGs first, and then make y'all's <laughs> way back. Somebody fix the SLC. <laughs> fix the SLC first. Well, we're, we're getting there. Don't worry. <laughs> so for the Sahara, you know, you know, the Sahara had that thing where like the fire rate of the weapon was actually this, and the stats oh, said it was this. Yes, legendary order. Yeah. So they fixed the fire rate across all levels, and now all levels are has a fire rate of seven point zero four. So they fixed all oh. of that weirdness. Is it the same as the the rare and epic version of it, or is it the same as a legendary version? Uh, let me look. Wasn't that the one where it was like, don't go past the second upgrade? Because yes, worse. yes, yes, okay. exactly. Stay on epic. Don't get the legendary because it's slower. I think that was my issue with the gun. I never got it to legendary anyway. Because again, you can stop at epic, and then I just perk or utilities. So the fire rate for uncommon, rare, and epic is seven point two five, and the legendary is seven point oh four. Okay. So now it's 7.4 or 7.04? Now it is 7.04. Oh, now you can upgrade it. So, yeah, but it, <laughs> it shoots slower altogether now. I, I think it's going to stay the same as it is right now. I think it's been 7.04 for a while. I just think that they haven't adjusted the, the, the information. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So. More testing yeah. <laughs> to be determined. Yeah, ab absolutely. <laughs> so for the SMGs, 
So global changes all across the board. All SMGs received updated descriptions to better match their unique identities. All SMGs received a third damage falloff threshold with damage falloffs with damage reduced down to 30 to 45%. So for the weapons that have already been touched, they are receiving some adjustments here. So for the D40C, the hipfire accuracy has been increased. The bloom recovery speed has been increased. The max accuracy loss reduced from 0.065 to 0.06. The damage falloff first threshold increased from 0.82 to 0.9. So uh, the LMPX, the base hipfire accuracy has been slightly increased, and the ADS accuracy modifier has been increased as well. And for the night, the base hit fire accuracy has been increased. The base ADS accuracy has been increased. The accuracy loss per shot has been reduced from 0.015 to 0.01. And the max accuracy loss adjusted from 0.045 to 0.07. So all of the weapons are getting adjusted slight. They're going to fire tighter they're going to aim tighter it's not going to be like it once was in the before times but it is going to be yeah. tighter compared to how it how it has been since before the eternal conflict update well the data uh, and the feedback came in exactly right exactly this is the beauty of three to six weeks yeah. for an yeah. update yeah right yeah. and they weren't horrible you just like you just clearly can tell like oh, yeah. how far how far they went off yeah. the rails. Like, oh, we're gonna make them the most accurate weapons when they don't need to be. Yeah. So like when they did those changes, people were just so upset. So I mean, now they're changing them back. Oh, it's gonna be a nice feel, man. I yeah. think when I'm gonna grab the D forty C because again, I've already adjusted myself to the night how the ALMPX and the D forty C shoot yeah. now. So like now when they're gonna adjust it, uh yeah, it's going to just be icing on the cake for me. <laughs> right. And with the SMGs receiving a third damage fall off threshold, then this should essentially, hopefully, allow for like first first bullet accuracy or the first couple of bullets accuracy, depending on how the bloom affects it, how the accuracy affects it, and all that kind of stuff, which should allow you to take pop shots at enemies. And this should apply to all the SMGs moving forward. Hopefully, at least that's the way that that I'm hoping for it to happen. Um, because that's the one thing that, in my opinion, really needed to be adjusted with the previous SMG changes. If I'm going to have the ability to ADS and take one or two shots on someone moving between cover, at least allow me to hit those first couple of shots. Yeah. Just yeah. enough Especially to push them back. No, well, it yeah, felt no, like you were hip no firing. Nothing either. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Might as well just hip like, fire. It did feel like you were just hip firing. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because so. like it wouldn't even close. Like it, yeah, you're, yeah, it wouldn't even tighten up enough where you can get a shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for the rest of the SMGs, the SLC headshot well, damage well, well. has been reduced from 18 down to 17. The damage fall off for first threshold has been increased from 0.75 to 0.9. The damage ranges have been reduced from 12.5 meters to 21.5 meters down to 7.5 meters to 16 meters. The base accuracy jump penalty has been reduced from negative 0.09 to negative 0.04. Crouching accuracy modifier has been removed completely. Base hip fire accuracy has been reduced from 0.915 down to 0.89. And the base ADS accuracy modifier has been reduced from 0.07 to 0.04.
for the 24S. Headshot damage has been reduced from 21 down to 20. The damage falloff for first threshold has been increased from 0.75 to 0.85. Damage ranges have been reduced from 12 to 23 meters down to 8.5 to 16 meters. The base accuracy jump penalty has been reduced from negative 0.09 to negative 0.02. The crouching accuracy modifier has been removed. The, the base hit fire accuracy has been reduced from 0.92 to 0.9. The base ADS accuracy modifier has been reduced from 0.07 to 0.04, and the level 3 magazine upgrade has been reduced from 40 down to 36. Man. Yeah. Even with these changes, I still feel both of those weapons are strong. Sure. Yeah. I think that they're going to, but the most noticeable changes that I've seen, of course, other than the hip fire accuracy and the ADS accuracy, is the the twenty four S had a range of twenty three meters? Wow. Yeah, oh yeah, it was hitting. Yeah, I knew it was pretty nasty. It was yeah. almost a new LMPX. Yeah. A, a beamer, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight. I mean, I still feel like even with these changes, it's still going to be a beamer. I don't know why. I feel like it's still going to be accurate as fuck. Like maybe it's not enough. <laughs> Well, if it's not enough, then I feel like it's going to be, you know, it'll be touched a little bit more. But where the 24S is coming in is the hip fire accuracy being reduced by 0.02, but the uh, ADS is being reduced by 0.03, which doesn't seem like a lot. But whenever you look in relation to how the 24S was pre-update, where it was like tight, as tight as humanly possible whenever you ADS it, this is going to open it up, and it's going to be like you're really going to feel that aggressive recoil that it has, because it, it yeah, it does have aggressive recoil. SLCs the exact same way; they're just yep. pulling the ranges in, and they're making it a little bit harder to hit targets at longer ranges, which I'm perfectly which is, fine with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, it makes sense because their recoil their recoil is so hard; they shouldn't be able to shoot you from 23 meters away. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So, like oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying that, oh. that was all I was saying. <laughs> so the objection is something that's very, very interesting here. So the headshot damage has been reduced from 16 down to 14, but the body shot damage has been increased from 11 to 13. The base magazine size has been reduced from 40 down to 30. They adjusted the ammo reserve from 4 mags to 5 mags. The damage falloff first threshold has been increased from 0.75 to 0.9. The damage ranges have been adjusted from 9 meters to uh, 20 meters down to 10 meters to 15 meters. The base hipfire accuracy has been reduced from 0.94 to 0.9. The crouch ADS accuracy, the crouch and ADS accuracy modifiers have been completely removed. And the base reload time has been reduced from 1.35 to 1.25. So the objection is going to be hip fire only. Well, the hornet's nest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pure hip fire. <laughs> only hip fire. It should be. Yeah. Uh, anything under 10 meters with the objection is going to completely melt everybody and everything that exists. Like, that's going to yeah. be the weapon that I feel people are going to go to when they're fighting against shotguns. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. just the, them hearing about body damage increase, they're immediately going to be like, ooh. Yeah. It's going to be like, it's, it's really going to be a Lancer's wet dream. 
getting in close and being able to do 13 body shot damage at that Amen. optimal range. <laughs> but, With the reload. She can do have the to reload. ruin it. <laughs> she can still do the row reload, right? Too, yeah. Really. Yeah. She can. <laughs> so, yeah. but t- 10 meters or less though, like it's going to be mean, arbitrator range. Damn. Yeah. But she's running padded steps and she's going to be, I she's going to be real. 10 meters. No problem for her. Yeah, he's always been. Yeah, he's always yeah. been one meter telling me, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, like, let me know she's right there." Right, <laughs> but I think that a lot of your lancer players are not going to like go to the, towards the objection because of like it was meta, then it wasn't meta, yeah. and now people think that it's useless. I was watching a tournament earlier while people were burning people down with it, so like it's going to cause a lot of tests. It's going to take like two months for people to actually learn not only the Lancer stuff, but also like how the SMGs are going to feel while Lancer's running them, you know? So you nobody, know, I was going to say, I haven't seen a lot of people run the objection lately, but then again, but when they do, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Jeez. I don't, I don't, it's not like I don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually dull. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's it's because that she that was, man. She, that's, you know, yeah. She introduced with it, so you account. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, objection. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the next weapon I think is gonna be the sleeper hit, the Ibex. I feel it in my loins that this is gonna be the sleeper hit. Are you plumb? Uh, Before you plumb even wrong. It's well, already hitting hard because I ran it the other night and I was shredding ass with it. So Well it used to be shit. Well, I mean, I gotta do something to it. Yeah, so they're they're adjusting it in a pretty significant way. So the headshot, yeah, I think so. So the the headshot damage per bullet has been increased from thirteen to fifteen. The body shot damage per bullet has been increased from ten to twelve. But the burst has been reduced from five bullets per burst down to four bullets per burst. Um, They reduced the fire rate from four point one seven down to three point seven. The base magazine size has been reduced from 30 down to 28. The base accuracy has increased from 0.915 to 0.91. Um, is that, I mean, that would technically be a decrease, right? Base accuracy from 0.915 to 0.91. I don't know. Not the, sure. Yeah. yeah. So the crouch accuracy modifier has been removed completely. The base ADS accuracy modifier has been reduced from 0.1 to 0.05. The jump accuracy modifier reduced from negative 0.09 to negative 0.05. The max accuracy loss increased from 0.04 to 0.09. The accuracy return rate greatly increased and the recoil has been reduced. So this is supposed to be the surgical burst fire SMG, kind of like the Mamba is. I think that it, Pure hip fire, it's going to be a pretty steep learning curve, but I think that this is going to be like the ADS. You're going to hit the majority of your shots whenever you're ADSing with this weapon. I think that the, it's going to kind of fit into that play style. You're still going to have the issues that you have with burst weapons in Rogue Company where latency factors into it, but yeah. I, I think that when people get good with it, with it doing four bullets per burst and the increased damage, it's going to be pretty devastating. To, to play around for people that are good. 
it's like the mamba like you're either good with the mamba or you're not you know what i mean like it's it's there's not really any weird middle grounds with the mamba because you either excel with burst weapons or you don't i feel like the ibex is going to kind of slot itself into that position as well yeah i never feel like i hit all five of my shots with it anyway yeah so the whole taking giving it a less of a bullet kind of feels nice yeah <clears throat> And well, I mean, that 28 is weird, but what is that, like seven bursts you'll get? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, what's that 28? Like, why 28? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, four bullets. But now. It, yeah, but it makes sense, you know. That's, yeah. it, it feels what, what is it the other way? Six? So it's like six shots last time, and now you actually get seven oh, now. You get a little extra. Yeah. Yeah, you have an, an additional round to fire. Yeah. Which it is. It's really nice, you know? And again, yeah. the other night I was running really well with the Ibex. It's going to have to be watched, I feel like, because, you know, if you're going against people that are account boosting or something and they're just wrecking ass with a fucking Ibex. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, because they're the it, making it look easy, you know, and not miss a single Ibex shot and you're going to be like, Ooh. Yeah, right. I mean, I would at least miss one Ibex shot out of that. <laughs> So for a couple of like off things, so the gadgets, the APS is getting a increased base health from 20 up to 40. The level one upgrade now appropriately intercepts an additional projectile. It wasn't. And I noticed that the other night when we were playing, when we were playing uh, King of the Hill and I kept throwing trophies out and it was destroying itself after one, even though I upgraded it. And then the the level one and two upgrade now has health increase uh, from 35 up to 60. So it's going to make the APS is a little bit more substantial unless, of course, they get glitch hacked or whatever. And then Battlezone, they are removing the exploit of purchasing a cheap gadget and swapping to a more expensive gadget to resell it. So all of the gadget prices have been normalized to 5000 with $2,000 upgrade. Apparently, people were buying like $2,000 gadget reselling it at the five like changing the gadget to a five thousand dollar gadget reselling it and just stacking infinite money as if battle zone isn't bad enough we have people that have figured out a way to exploit the worst game mode in rogue company i didn't even know that was a thing no not at all but dude it makes sense because like round two or three you'd see somebody's like damn he's already got like his legendary version of his gun yeah right he yeah. just bought it outright yeah so it's weird that people are doing that, but it is what it is. You know, it, it is what it is. So, of course, there's a couple of fixed issues here that I'm not going to dive deep down into. But for this to be like the update, you know, like we the last update, we got the SMG changes and a couple of things like that. This is the new event pass, the new uh, three-week slash six-week update cycle. Uh all the SMGs are getting touched. The HRM's getting touched. The pis- Some of the pistols are getting touched. The only pistol that's going to be left out of this is the Salvo and the P12. Those are the only two that aren't getting touched. I wish that the Hydra was going to be factored into all these changes. It kind of sucks that it wasn't. But we've only got three weeks left. And by the time this comes out, two weeks left. So hopefully the Hydra will be addressed in that update. All in all... I consider it a huge W. 
I've, I like the changes. I like the perk changes on the rogues. I like the rogue adjustments that are happening. The speed and toughness is something where it's like, well, we're going to slot it out. We're going to readjust everything, readjust perks, and use the perks and like what the characters actually are as a way to bring more identity to them as opposed to having a speed and toughness system, which is okay. It makes sense. Hopefully, they will keep that up and kind of elaborate more so on the perks uh, slotting in better things for better rogues like Dima finally getting a legendary version of Tenacity. Um, and I'm fine with that. The health regeneration delay is going to be kind of weird to play around, but we'll get it figured out. You know? I like it. What do you guys think? Dude, this is only Jared's second update. Yeah. And he is going hard oh. in the paint. Yeah, yeah right. Hard in it. Like all Every the- three weeks? Every three weeks. He's going to run out of shit to change. I mean, yeah, I know, right? The game might be stable yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, legitimately, right? I like it. As long as he keeps going on with this direction, I mean, I'll dig it. Yeah. Well, and he's taking the feedback, the gun well, I mean, he changed. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's roll it back just a little bit. Yeah, you know? and then some of the changes that he's making are, pro- are more beneficial. Again, like the speed and toughness system, like, I mean, that's going to help out, like, for the processing help help out for latency issues again because that was like just something small you know it's small but it helps out and again just helping him track his data you know the ttk damages for everybody i don't know i just feel like it'd be all good changes overall you know yeah i think he's been playing the game i think so i I think yeah I think it goes a long way yeah right by a couple slcs and 24s's and oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well you know Next. Once he hit the night, the <laughs> LMPX, he's like, these motherfuckers are next. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for it, man. I, I, I like the direction everything's going, and I couldn't be happier. As a player, as a as a content creator, the whole nine yards, like, this is great. This is amazing. Does it, say that? Does it feel good to say the word, I'm excited? Yes, it does. You know, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it does. It's pumping. Yeah. It really shows the difference what the lead developer can make. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> someone that you give that job to someone else in the game and starts to like get some life breathed back into it, you know? Yeah. People coming back. Like Yeah, exactly. Tournaments popping off. Yeah. And they fixed the talon bomb, grabbed through the wall. Rome's back in it. And Cannon shooting that minigun through the cover, which was happening when he was crowded. Uh, was that through the truck? Yeah, it happened the other night. It was like, what's this shit through the car? Yeah. What yeah. was that map? What was the map called? Uh, oh, God. Favelas? Yeah, he was shooting through that fucking truck. He was, he was shooting that truck. You could see the bullets coming through it, and it was like, how? Yeah. Getting off topic, but I had no idea that, that was a thing. <laughs> Until a fucking few nights ago. I was yeah. raging. So next up on the docket here, we're going to cover this real quick. This was a post over on the Rogue Company website, new voice chat monitoring. So with the Eternal Conflict update, Rogue Company will be implementing new technology in partnership with Unity to reduce disruptive behavior and enhance player experience. The new technology is a voice chat recording system that will enable us to detect and address toxic chat threats and other behaviors that violate our community standards. 
Previously, we managed disruptive behavior through various methods, such as reviewing reports and analyzing system data. However, we have received feedback that some forms of language and harassment continue to negatively impact mm-hmm. gameplay experience. Disruptive behavior and voice comms is a significant challenge for many players, and we believe one way to address it is by providing efficient and accurate means to report abuse or harassment, enabling us to take swift action. What does this mean for you? We will selectively review voice data that we believe to be harmful. This will be done manually by a team who are specially trained to handle this kind of work. We will also take action against accounts that violate our community standards using the same policy mentioned above. If you experience or witness harassment, please report it, and our new system will help bring your concerns to our attention. What about your personal data? The data we collect about you is only the minimum required for us to operate our games. The data we use for evolution. The data we use for evaluation will not be kept for any longer than necessary to take action. What if you want to opt out? Opting out is simple, but it will prevent you from using in-game voice chat. Go to your game settings and switch voice chat off to prevent any recording data from being captured. What's coming next? Initially, we will ensure that the system is functioning as expected before we begin reviewing the data. Once we have verified its effectiveness, we will take action against accounts that violate our community standards. We believe this will lead to an improved game experience overall and welcome your feedback. Bro. I'm going to need a list of words. Uh, yeah. like, can I be like, Saint, what the fuck are you doing back there? Yeah, right. Is that considered? I mean, I mean, in the heat of the moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and the way that I kind of view this is like things that we would be considered, it says that Toxic chat threats and other behaviors that violate our community standards. So I'm guessing that, like, if you're flat out harassing someone, if you're using derogatory language, things mm-hmm. like that, then it's something that's going to be actioned. I think asking a saint that is like running into the wall at the back yeah, of the map, stop what they're doing. I don't consider that harassment, but I think that this could lead into a more elaborate version of the harassment policy mm-hmm. like like the the terms and service like it would it almost would lead to a more definable version of what is considered because like it's subjective at the end of the day things that i think is is something that is harassment someone else may not think that it's harassment someone else sure. may think that it's harassment um, there has to be a like clear definition of what this policy outlines, and if it is in there a policy, and we all agree to it, whenever you know, because that that terms of service pops up when you first download the game and you agree to it and all that kind of stuff. It may be, it. yeah, it may be buried in there, and that's fine. But if you don't want to worry about anybody recording you unsolicited, just turn your voice chat off. Yeah, use Discord, which use, most people already do. Yeah. Use Discord. Use hey, the pr- private. It might help the game if people stop using the voice yeah, chat. That's true. It might yeah. run better. Yeah, not that, having all that going on. But well, I could. You see there where it's like if people, if you witness harassment, report it. So it sounds like if people get reported, it's going to trigger a review. Yeah, yeah. So not exactly sure the specifics on it or anything like that, but it is very interesting. And I think that this is something that's going to be implemented, not only in rogue company, but across all high res games. Oh, yeah. 
And it's something that's been incorporated in, in other larger games. And there's certain places in the world that are trying to push to capture this data for strict guidelines to be enforced. We're talking jail time. Yes. Yeah. Ubisoft and the, and in Europe, they're going to arrest people for online bullying. Like, yeah, that's not that was that's, just a week ago. Yeah. That's not that's in the insane. States. Yeah. I know. So, like I said, it's your definition of bullying and my definition of bullying could be two completely separate things. That's where it gets into these weird gray areas. Muddy waters, dude. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm just not going to use it unless I have to use game chat for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, I shouldn't be ever in a situation where I have to use it because on the off chance, you know what I'm saying? on the off chance that like someone recognizes me as a content creator and I'm on a team playing by myself with three people and they're what a, we've seen the situation in the past. What if someone goats someone into saying something and they troll you and they all report you. Exactly. I mean, it can be abused. It, anything can but be abused. They have a trained team. Yeah. So but listen for gaslighting. Yeah. Hopefully. So, We'll we'll see what happens. What I would what I would advise everyone to do if you're worried about this potential uh, recording situation, just turn your voice chat off. Use Discord or use your private in-game uh, voice sessions, like through PlayStation Console. or Xbox, and and that because every Discord's coming to everything eventually, and this will be obsolete and not even be worth the time of day that it's written. But until that happens. It is what it is. It's going to be enforced across probably most major oh, yeah. AAA developers at some point, especially whenever foreign countries. I mean, look at the loot box situation. Uh, Europe de declared loot boxes as being considered gambling, and loot boxes don't really exist that much anymore in games because of things like that, even though we don't you, live, in, live in Europe. Could you imagine if they do this on COD? With oh that my proximity, God. just and I think it would help if no one. Maybe they're trying to push people. Like maybe don't use the. It would help. It would, yeah. At the end of the day, so. All right, so this next topic is going to be something that is going to be very interesting. Uh, and I'm going to sum everything up, put a nice bow on it at the end. But we're just going to take the deep dive on this. So I got my snorkel dog. As you can see here on February the 21st of 2023, the RCCS, the Rogue Company CS, Rogue Company Tournaments is what it's called now, tweeted, we see the struggles, we know how to fix it, 150 likes, and we bring back the hashtag Rome Cup series. What are the struggles and how are you going to fix something? when you couldn't even fix the competitive nature for Rogue Company to begin with. So, this tweet, you know, it's got a it got 13.2k views but only 170 likes. It barely scraped by the minimum that they set for themselves in order to bring the Rome Cup series back, right? 
Then we have a tweet here on February the 23rd, which is two days after the initial tweet happened. How did we like the return of the hashtag Rome Cup series? And in the comment section, you can see a tweet by Leaksta that says, horrible, we're in 2023 and Rome GL or Rome IGL, whatever it is, gatekeeping me from playing in tournaments he's hosting. I thought we were trying to help better and expand the community. Horrible return Thumbs down. And then no flow says, why even try to enter when we know you're just going to ask for a sub anyway. And then they have like a back and forth anyway. So they're back. RCC. Well, I'm not even going to call it the RCCS. The rogue company tournaments thing is back. I don't think that it deserves to be called the RCCS any longer because they're no longer affiliated with high res. And how do I know this? Mm. We can see this right here. First, I'm going to preface this before I, ta- before I talk about this. If you're going to put your entire resume in your Twitter bio, do not be upset when people look at this and pull information from that. So as you can Probably see, you form, put it there, brother. Yes. So tournament organizing resume. Hosted 200-plus community tournaments for Rogue Company from September of 2020 to March of 2022. Lead director for the RCCS Spring and Land event. Hired directly by Hi-Rez to run the competitive Rogue Company scene. Then we have another line here. Lead director for the RCCS Summer and Land event. Hired directly by Hi-Rez to run the competitive scene June 2022. Uh, uh, if if anyone remembers back whenever i brought this up on the broadcast several several moons ago um many moons ago i contacted this particular individual and asked questions around the time that a lot of the rccs drama started to unfold in the competitive scene and whenever i spoke with this individual it got me absolutely nowhere they told me that, in fact, I needed to reach out to someone at Hi-Rez that is employed by Hi-Rez to answer these questions. So I did. I reached out to Radar. Uh, and I had a very nice conversation with Radar about the, um, the status of the current competitive scene, how right it was for the person that is organizing everything to be involved in all of the things that were happening within the competitive environment at that time in relation to the drama and also playing um, money games with minors, goading minors into uh, saying explicit things and then banning them, having the yes, having the entire uh, 2v2 ladies only strikeout series almost crumble under its own weight because of internal meddling. And the responses that I got from Radar was he would have to check into everything, but it was something the high-res esports team took care of. As you can see, based off of the information that I just had displayed on screen, and I will show it again here, the lead director for the RCCS was, in fact, this individual that I tried to speak to the first time and hired directly by high-res to run the competitive road company scene then he told me that I needed to reach out to someone that actually worked at high res in the esports scene in order to get information when he was, in fact, at that particular time, 
hired directly by high res to run the competitive An employee scene. of high res. Yeah. 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 What are you getting at Griffin? So what I'm getting at is first of all, if your contract has been terminated, what does that mean? You've been fired. Yeah. So, so the RCCS was put into effect to do four major land events over the course of 2022, spring, summer, fall, winter. We barely made it to the summer series before it imploded in on itself. Uh, with that being said, the individual that's in question here decides that they are going to stop doing uh, all of the rogue company uh, competitive things. Pointing fingers, which have since been deleted off Twitter, of course, but pointing, pointing fingers, the fact that the viewership and player base for Rogue Company declining is specifically over the fact that the RCCS no longer existed. I remember talking about that on a previous version of the uh, previous episode of the broadcast. And that basically the only good thing to actually come from Rogue Company was the RCCS, which no longer exists. Now, how is soccer cars, bro? Yeah. Now, I've been a supervisor before in the past, and I imagine a supervisor is much like the lead director for any particular thing. In charge. Yes. Yes. And one thing that I learned in my experience is the more that you put into it, the more you get out of it. Now, yeah. Based off of the competitive uh, outlets that we've seen pop up for Rogue Company in the past couple of months, since a void was created, since the RCCS imploded in on itself, we have seen uh, people take the reins to develop, organize, and host tournaments and do all of this independently from high res's help and also somehow still be able to gain a pretty substantial follower like a, a pretty substantial competitive outturn and then also followers and viewer base based off of that. They've put the time in, they've put the work in and that has been rewarded so much. So, so much so that they are going to host a live LAN event in Las Vegas. And we will get to that in just a second. So with very little to no fucking drama. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm exactly. Saying, yeah. I none. I, I none. say little to no because there might be some on Twitter that I didn't know about, sure. but I've seen none, dude. And I'm pretty tapped into the rogue company shit here. Yeah. Uh day one after the rogue company tournaments at Rogue Company CS comes back, we already see drama start to unfold on Twitter. Day um, one. Yes, Damn. day yes, day one. Uh, also, on top of that, you have people that are part of the community, such as Elvin and Don, that are putting on uh, private independent tournaments that are solely hosted by that individual with minimal to no drama. There has been some drama, I will say that, especially with sure. Elvin's tournaments, but there's always going to be one bad apple out of the bunch. Once you suss that out, clear the air up, and actually nip that in the bud, then you don't have to worry about anything after that, which is what then should have happened. you've got a, a, a very good, supportive, easily promotable scene. Yes, exactly. But I don't, like, I, maybe Homeboy thinks that, like, having drama is going to stir up some, like, interest. It's not. It's going to turn people away from it. 
Yes. There's a difference. We we want to promote this game. Well, there's Mm -hmm. a there's a difference between manufacturing drama and there's a Mm. and and also the idea of a competitive spirit and a competitive environment. How many saying the WWE and he ain't fucking Vince McMahon, dog. Exactly. And and if you want to spur drama and stir up like constructive drama, look at what MMA fighters and boxers do every single time there's an event. They let show your all competitors. That way, let your competitors talk some some like nice back and forth bullshit to each other, and that would get people. You as a promoter and as the head of the tournament needs to shut the fuck up yeah. and promote that tournament, dude. Yeah, that's the only way you're going to be successful. It, it, like, if you want to make money at this, you need to focus on this. Yes, I mean. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I got a little heated there. No, no, no. I get it. Because just like I was saying earlier, you have rogue battles that have since rebranded to underground uh, gamers that have sought out sponsors, that have sought out promoters, that have sought out venues to, yes, to make this thing happen all independently of high res. Now, of course, there is some back and forth with high res because they do receive uh, rogue bucks in order to reward some of the tournaments that they have they have a tournament almost every single day realistically you can't expect some type of cash payout every single day but that is the extent of high res's involvement with those tournaments whenever someone puts their mind to something and use the 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 capabilities of themselves and the people around them that want to help support them it's amazing what can be done instead of getting in the middle of this chick fight drama that was happening and fabricating all this stuff and causing a gigantic blow up where the rest of the competitors were sitting around laughing at everyone and making the entire scene look bad. Well, dude, you don't see underground gamers running ELOs Mm -mm. with the players and gaslighting them. Dude, the other day when I saw that, I was like, I think that's a joke. I thought it because I knew that the underground gamers had a name change. I thought it was them. I had no idea it was really Rome. Because yeah. the name change. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought he was gone. No. Soccer cards <laughs> didn't work and out, the, dude. And it was fixed to where like only followers could see it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a joke. I'm pretty sure he's got me banned or <laughs> blocked. Because I've said something on his post before, so I'm pretty sure I got blocked like right off. Well, there is an individual. And it was constructive criticism. I will say, I wasn't being mean or anything. I was like constructively criticizing what was going on, and it doesn't seem like that's welcome. No, definitely not. It's It very much seems like it's uh, one individual's idea, one individual's uh, mission, one individual's way of, of conducting business, and Anybody that has any type of thoughts or ill will towards any of this stuff is out the door. It's one individual's ego trip and way to promote himself. Uh, uh, never mind. Yeah. Just way to promote himself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if, if you go and look at this individual's resume, you will see a laundry list of things that they have been involved with that, at the average viewer that would look at this would seem very impressive, but in reality, it's not. Because 
it's that idea of I'm going to move from popular thing to popular thing to popular thing, hoping that I can find somewhere to dig my heels into. And inevitably, when this individual shows up to some of these functions, puts in an honest day's work, whatever that may be in the caster world, um, and they never get a return call, what does that normally signify? It usually means that the people that watch the cast didn't like feel involved with that caster. Exactly. He did. He didn't put out the personality. Mm. He didn't understand the game well enough. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, one of the things is if you go to the underground and, gamers page and look at their pin tweet 13 hours ago, look at that thing. Let's see. Look at the payouts. Look at the respins. Mm-mm. And I'm not saying for one second that I could be or any of us could be a caster. I'm sure there are a couple of us that could be. I definitely couldn't be. But, like, you have to have that personality. You have to have that kind of, like, bit of a charm to really get people involved. And you have to be able to explain what's happening in the game very well. Very well yes. Yeah. Because not not everyone who's watching it understands the game. So some people just like to watch esports. Maybe they've never played this game before. Exactly, and if you're, I ain't trying if you're to not two doing hours that of race well, bands. yeah, then maybe you don't need to be a caster. I hate that it's your passion. Maybe Nick, except you're not great at it. I know well, what I like to watch, and it's just not that. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the thing, the, the reality of the situation is is. You know, things come and go. You know, there's ebbs and flows. There's some things that you're passionate about that don't pan out completely, and that's okay in life. It's okay for you to to have a, a passion and aspire to be something and then make a bad decision. You know, much like trying to pursue, pursue a life of rap battles, that doesn't always pan out. So... It just doesn't always pan itself out. Sometimes so, faking your own death doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's DOA, dude. Yeah, so at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because <laughs> inevitably with what is happening, there's going to be a ton of drama associated with this. And I said before, and I know I said this. I think it's avoidable, I, dude. Yes, I agree, 100%. Underground Gamers is doing all right. Yeah, and, and I've said this before, you know, we said that we weren't going to cover anything RCCS related on the pod anymore. And when this popped back up, I felt the need to put something that I've had in my back pocket for a very long time out there on Front Street just to finally put that final nail in that coffin. I don't want to. Well, you're be, right. We didn't cover it. Name yeah. change. That's true. Yeah. They can't use the RCCS anymore, right? Oh. So you're you're you're, per, you're exactly right. So anything that this individual is associated with moving forward, whether it's Rogue Company or any other game related, I'm going to avoid like the absolute plague. But on a positive note, what I do want to say is exactly what what Dirt Lord was just talking about. The Roco Community Awareness Winter Season for Underground Gamers, formerly Rogue Battles, November 2022 to February 2023, hosted 17 events, gave 26 giveaways out, no donations, no respins, no Dude. entry fees, cash payouts, $4,450.50, not including the $2,500 seasonal 
uh, Invitational, which totals up to $6,950.50. Rogue Bucks by High Res not included. That, to me, is a very, very successful grassroots kind of... And what, six months? Yes. It sounds like someone who cares about the competitive scene of a game that they love that's not trying to pocket any extra money. Exactly. This huh. this happened in three months, by the way. November to oh, February, shit. three months they oh. were able to do this. Yeah. That's dope as fuck, dude. Yeah. Damn. And, and hats cool. off to them legitimately. Yeah. And they've done so well with this that they currently put up an FAQ for the Rogue Masters 2023 that's going to be hosted in Las Vegas. So the event is going to be June the 16th to the 17th. It's going to be at the Luxor, the Luxor Hotel and Casino HyperX Arena in Las Vegas. Spectators are allowed, along with VIPs. Um, Underground Gamers will host an online open qualifier April to May where teams can compete. The top six teams will qualify. More info on Discord soon. The teams have to pay. No, it's free entry like all of our events, and the qualifying teams get flights and hotels paid for. In Las Vegas, by the way, this is in Atlanta. This is in Las Vegas. Will there be a talent team? Yes, HyperX Arena has state-of-the-art production. Real Blue will be putting together the talent team. Hats off to Blue for for being a part of this. Hats off to him. Absolutely, dude. What's the prize pool? 10K or more? Uh, Will you host more lands? Underground Gamers wants HyperX Arena to be the home of Rogue Company competitive lands. Hosting multiple lands yearly is the goal, but that is dependent upon the success of the first one. Is there a chance things could change? Yes, change could always happen. We do monitor the state of the game as well as the community regarding uh, if this is something worth doing, something that is wanted. See our Discord for more information. These are individuals with their ear to the ground that is actively taking feedback, reworking rule sets, reworking everything on the fly as criticisms and as cooperation from the community and the competitors are coming in to give us the best experience possible. I had a, Oh, go ahead. It's run close to professionally. These dudes understand how to generate revenue and use that as, you know, like prize pool money. Because exactly. they're obviously not, they're not pulling it out of their pocket. They're not getting, most likely not getting like rich investors that want to see this tournament to put some fucking money in. They're probably finding sponsors and ways to bankroll this and give us and the entire community a great fucking tournament. Yes, absolutely, man. And I'll be watching it. I, I've, I've well, never watched any of them before and I'm, I'm excited to watch this one. Well, dude. When the tournaments was canceled, they saw the struggle. Yeah. And they stepped in in three months. Yeah. Imagine had they been running the tournaments. Exactly. Exactly. We, we could, have, we could have, yeah, we could have a, a, a professional tournament run by high res, or at least bankrolled by high res, if it was just run like this to begin with. Yeah. All the other money coming in, you might be up to 30K. Yeah, and people exactly. weren't using it as a fucking ego trip. Yeah. Real blue? Yes, exactly. It's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm very happy for real blue. Um, 
This is great, man. Like we have two extreme extremes of the whole spectrum here. We have someone that tried and didn't do enough and failed miserably. That's trying to come back up into it and do something with it. And then we have a self starter that's putting everything that they love and enjoy as a passion project for the community. Homegrown for the yes, exactly. It is absolutely incredible what these guys have been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time, man. It is, it is insane. And I'm excited. Like they picked the right person when they went to blue. You know yeah. what I mean? That they are putting the people around them that they need mm-hmm. to put around them to make these things happen. We talked about this on one of the most recent broadcasts where they actually hired someone to design a website that is specifically for running like ELOs if people want to run ELOs. There's going to be a, we- a leaderboards on this for how mm-hmm. people perform competitively. There's going to be a way to do the brackets, a way to keep track of everything that is happening with underground gamers and rogue company competitive. Where was all this stuff whenever the RCCS was around? Three months. We got we got pictures uploaded that was someone that put <laughs> names into an Excel spreadsheet and took the, the snipping tool and snipped the information out of it. You couldn't even be bothered with hiring a graphic designer, which would have done it for free to be part of the RCCS. Get the promotion. Yeah. Like, and I talked to Tristy. So Tristy is someone that has been helping uh, underground gamers do some of their live broadcasts on Twitch. And the last time that I, I made a video about the competitive scene, and then I also... We talked about it on the broadcast, and I told Rogue Battles at the time, which is now Underground Gamers, that we were going to promote all this so that I could get you know a, 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 a visual representation of their logo to put on thumbnails and things like that. I had a conversation. Yes, I had a conversation with Tristy, and I was like, "Hey, man, I love what you guys are doing over there, but like, there needs to be a, a more of a presentation that happens with these. I know it can't happen every single time that there's a tournament, but like." There needs to be something. And he's like, look, I know that we don't have like the fire right out of the gate that the RCCS had right out of the gate where you had people lined up and that was doing commentary, but we're getting there. We've got people in place. We're building asset packs right now for OBS. We're trying to get a format down. So maybe it's not the most polished thing in the world right out of the gate, but at least they're trying to make it the most polished thing that they can. Well, with that total, clearly it's working. Exactly. It's no donations, no respins. <laughs> I mean, th- th- this is incredible, man. Th- this it is should a- just say there. I see what it said, but it should say not acceptable. Yeah, I know, right? I what know. it should say. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a great thing. I'm very very happy. Very happy. I'm very very happy uh, with what these guys are doing. And like I said, it's two extremes. Broadcast is underground gamer supporters through and through. Anybody that was previously associate, no, no, no. Anybody that previously ran the RCCS isn't, you had your opportunity. You could have came on the broadcast at any point to discuss everything, to have a legitimate adult conversation with how everything was going at the time, what the plans for the RCCS. It, it probably could have helped. Uh, save a little bit of public face, but give you a little ground to stand on, maybe. Yeah, yeah, your side of the story. Yeah, I do. Like what? <laughs> like why would you not want to do that? Yeah, 
and, and that, discussions. Yeah. And that didn't happen. At the end of the day, it is what it is. Like sometimes people dig their own graves. And that's just how it is. So they dig their own graves and they don't lay in them. Wow. Well, it's a fake grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So next up, we are going to bypass the community section because the update was so meaty. And then I wanted to talk about the competitive nature for Rogue Company. We're going to go straight into Jared Judications, and then we are going to close this episode out. But we'll double down on the next episode for the community section. But first up here with the Jared Judications, possible return of the resupply perk. This was, of course, posted by Exchangeable Fat. I think he posted, or this individual posted all these. Uh, what we really need is Kestrel to get resupply back. And Jared said, I'm not against that. I've asked this before, but can you confirm or deny, deny that Plaguewig Kestrel will be available sometime soon? The Rogue Company player base craves that skin. And then... Jared responded and said, I need to re-review why we benched that perk in relation to the resupply perk. So resupply, if I remember, was where she could pick up the little supply drop things whenever she eliminated someone yeah. and it gave her, her gadgets back. I don't think that that's going to make a comeback because of gadget cooldown, things like mm -hmm. that. But at this point, Kestrel really just needs something to help give. Well, let me take that back. With them redoing uh, speed and toughness, oh. Kestrel's probably going to be fine. <laughs> to be completely honest, like with them redoing speed and toughness and everything, and her just kind of being a middle of the road baseline on almost everything, uh, I think that she's going to be perfectly fine moving forward with the one stem, the ability to hit the briefcase to get more stems back, and then also the the small life drain that she does have. Uh, I think she'll be fine. Like. I don't think resupply is going to come back. It's pretty powerful. You know, we don't need all that shit laying around. Exactly. It's already, already bad enough. Yeah. It's already bad enough with the money drops and stuff. So next up here, possible reversion of battle zone shop changes. So this is what Jared had to say. Personally, I wasn't keen on the shop changes to Battlezone. Having armor and a weapon available goes against the spirit of the game mode. I'll resurvey and get thoughts on it. This needs to happen. Like, Battlezone is bad. Giving people yeah. the ability to buy armor and to buy weapons makes it worse. It's bad zone. Yes. So if that's going to get us one step closer to actually having a somewhat decent game mode, then okay. Like, do whatever needs to be done. I don't think just disabling weapons and melees and armor in the shop is going to make up that much of a significant difference, even though Battlezone has always had access to more perks and gadgets and things, but I think it'll make it a little bit more tolerable. And also, if they extend the rounds out a little bit and adjust the economy, I think that that might help with the fun factor as well. Because if you lose a round because the zone favors one the enemy team over you, and you only need four wins to win the whole game, ugh. you know, like you feel like you got cheated out of a out of a yeah. round. So, so anything to make it better, I'm for it. Bring my, let me regen. Exactly, right. What BR do you not regen your health in? Yeah, exactly. Battle zone. Or at least like give more meaningful ways to refill your HP other than like, well, you can, only, 
Yeah, yeah, you can only get the adrenaline shot or you can get the regeneration field, put something on the map that helps you out get more Lock HP. Something. Yeah. But a lot of times you have to depend on knocking something. Like you and if to. you're a bullet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times have you just been a bullet? Yeah, I know, right? And just and, had to wait and hope that. Yeah. And see, it wasn't that bad. Like when you had access to two gadgets, like no weapons, no armor, but two gadgets, you could yeah. get a, a grenade and the stem shot and you could buy bounce back, which gives you increased healing whenever you use the stem shot. And that kind of uh -huh. supplemented it. But you can't do that anymore. You can only buy one gadget. Are you going to use something to right. keep someone from pushing down your throat while you kind of regroup? Or are you going to get something that can heal you just so that the fixer can ignore your armor and burn you down with one shot? Well, I mean, with you saying that, it kind of makes healing items more important in battle zone than running like Simtex or explosives and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a trade-off. I is. always get... Fucking both of the healing perks. And just a max lot, them out. Yeah, no matter who, I'm running. Same. Yeah, Dude, both of them. Just max them. It's like one... You like, get somebody up real quick. Yeah, like a point two seconds. Yeah. It's, it's you kind of need it. Yes. It's crazy, man. Anything that they do to the game to make it better, I'm all for. Because, good God, you know? Yeah. Why can't you read in? Exactly, right. What's wrong with that? It'll still be a short round. The, the circle moves. Yeah. I think the idea is... not making is, it faster. The idea is probably the same as it was to begin with. It's like, it's, going, it's a battle royale, right? And, like, you don't just gradually regen your health. Like, you got to hit a med pack, or you have to hit a yeah. shield boost, or something like that. So, like, that's, again, back to the... You having to buy your utility is either the drilling shot or the HP regen uh, field thing whatever and then invest your perks into like pretty much like bounce back like you said get, like pretty much getting it legendary by the adrenaline shot so that way you're getting your most value out of it i mean that's gonna be the best bet that it's got plenty play. of perks it's the that'll be the closest to like the battle royale aspect that Battlezone has because yeah. the maps are too small again maps are way too small you get so fucked on the zones Almost every time. If not every time, then the other team gets fucked. So yeah. one of y'all is getting screwed no matter what. <laughs> well, it's like regroup. Well, I'm trying to find a gun. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I got to find a gun. Everything's empty. I've, I've just got a pistol. Right. Or the lane that y'all just ran down is now covered in the zone, and I got to run all the way back through the backtrack. So I got to take the high road or the long way around without taking damage. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, and and I get that, like, okay, you know, they're trying to live true to, like, a Battle Royale experience, but, like, how much more fun would it be trying to fight to get to zone as a full team as opposed to, like, yeah. one person fighting against four people? Four people? Yeah, I get it. And then they had used the HP regen field, and you're just like, oh, well, I'm just, might as well just die. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're right, the perks are there. But what about the new people? They don't know. Oh, they don't know. I they mean, don't even know how fair, to throw the bomb right. down. Like I was about to say, how often do we in Battlezone buy adrenaline shots and bounce back and run that? Does any of us do that? Because I don't. No, even though I know it. I'll get bounce back. I don't. I'll buy the armor all the way through. Even the though I know first come first. Yep. Fixer is going to show up, and then Mac. 
because those two are the the two that pop up and bounce on almost every match that you play. <clears throat> and then, yeah, yeah like I, said, I go straight for the shields. I go for armor. I go for replenish because replenish is fucking broke. <laughs> you know, I also go for shredder rounds because I know yeah. shredder rounds exactly. They're gonna like, have certain, armor. There's certain perks I buy like shredder rounds, replenish, armor, both the life line and uh, helping hands, nimble hands. Yeah, or uh, or uh, quick hands, just because like you know sometimes, just depending on what this purpose layout is. There's one more that I can't think of right off the top of my head that I buy that I feel is really crucial. But like that's my pretty much my whole kit. So that way I have speedy revives. Uh, I'm always got my ammo and oh life drain. That's what it is. It's life uh, life yeah. drain. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's what I was looking for. Epic life drain. And Battle so, Zone kind of fucks new players though. Yeah, yeah it does. And they're they not gonna. They don't know, right? They're going they to be won't like, even. They'll just come out. They'll just be running around with a pistol the whole time. It's like, what are you so doing? Much, they get so much knowledge thrown at them because like, almost every perk's there. They can totally get every weapon, and they don't have enough time to. They don't have enough time to look at it. Yeah, they only get not what, familiar with them in the start. Yeah, it's it's a little. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, but and for, uh, for maybe Battlezone should have a tutorial. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean. I think every game mode should have. A tutorial. Yeah, like, there should on. be one tutorial that covers everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. all yeah. of it. All of it. Yeah, not just demolition. Be that hard that, to do. That nobody like, even though they watched that tutorial to plant the bomb, they still don't know how to plant the bomb at the end. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> the the problem with like the way that perks and stuff and and battles on works is like. It's the first to four. Like, you really don't feel like you're yeah. building to yeah, anything no. because it ends so quickly. Over before you know it. Yeah. yeah. So, that's not even ba- fun. The yeah. maps need to be bigger. It needs to be like a world map for Battlezone. Again, it's, it, Battlezone needs to be its own thing, kind of like how Apex and Titanfall is its own thing. If yeah. you're not going to make them bigger, universe. you got to yeah. make well, the circle never, push in slower. That, that's the same universe, but Apex is the battle royale of Titanfall. Yeah. So all they would have to do is, I know that would split the player base or whatever, but dude, I'm telling you right now, if they made a rogue company battle royale with an actual decent map, and they kind of had a, the perk layout type type yeah, system. Yeah, I like those like, perks. That, that would be really cool. Yeah. That might be my favorite part about Battle you know Zone, I mean? the perk system. Right. And then you can, like, you know, you collect money as you go around, and you can like maybe there's buy stations kind of you know where you can oh. buy more perks, buy your utilities and stuff like that. If you survive again, because if they're going to actually build you a map like that, they could do something like that and that implements that instead of it just being only. Yeah. You, it could be kind of like well, that. Make it high yeah. risk on the legendary yeah, box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it legendary? What's the the mythic? Mythic. Mythic. Maybe you could purchase yeah. a perk on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Stand there long enough to get or, shot. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like I said, the, one of the biggest issues about Battlezone that really ruins it again is map size, map lanes. The the it's not built like none of the maps no. are built for that. Not a single one. And if maybe if there were more, if it, more of the maps were designed for that game mode, and again, you're not always getting ganged up, where you're not able to like have a team with you at most times. Like maybe revive a way to revive your teammates that are dead and gone. 
You know, just like just little things. Like there's just small things. Oh, a little buyback. Yeah, like a little buyback. Yeah. yeah. Be like maybe somebody died, and then you can whatever. Like you kill somebody. It's almost like a dodgeball thing. Like maybe you kill somebody. You go to the mythic crate. You can cash in like a ticket or a dog tag or something, yeah. and and get a, get one person back. But like you don't just get that person back. Like you have to get to that location. You yep. have to do right the in the thing. middle of the map. You right know? in the middle of the thing. Right to get at that, that like, box that everybody's more, running to. More reward. I don't know. Again, this is the get the battle zone is so rushed and it's so it is too fast. fast. Like you don't even. There's no time to enjoy it. There's no. There's 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 nothing for me to get pleasure out of it. I'm sorry no. that I just went on a rant about it, but like. There, there's just so much wrong with the game mode that it could actually be good if they would just take the time and not rush it to be something and then just send it out in the game for people to try it. And they're like, oh, I like it. Because, yeah. no. <laughs> oh. No. Well, <laughs> one thing I will say is if, you know, if the creators, board members, whatever's asked about their input on Battlezone, I've already got. A document drafted. Yeah, a book. Yeah, of like possible fixes and issues with the right. game mode. Um, and I will absolutely be submitting that because like, dude, it could be a decent single life game mode. Sure. It could be its own thing, sure. but like yeah. you always it's missing a lot of key elements. Yeah, and you feel like you're you're un like you feel like you're at a disadvantage every time you drop in. At all times. Even when you win, yeah, it's like start. okay. Yeah, like you win, and it was like, "What did I gain?" From yeah, this? yeah. I like it. it again, it, either the game goes by so fast, or you want it to end. It's one or the other. Like it's so unenjoyable. Like it, out of all the game modes in this game, that's the one I least enjoy. Like I just I yeah. don't enjoy it. I'll play it with y'all, sure. you know, and it's in quick play, and it's part of it. But dude, I'm telling you right now, if I had to run in that a four stack versus me and three other randos i'm sorry i'm i'm the person that's leaving (laughs) somebody left i'm the one afk in the back no i'm scared i'm I'm going to try my bandits but like shit man it can be fixed and i i think jared yeah i think he can do something with it if anyone can well he's, he's he's going in the right direction by starting with the weapons yeah you know, and, and as soon as he gets done with that, that'd be so nice for him to maybe, yeah, he starts hitting up the game modes. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, just like small, again, just he just starts overall fixing everything. Like, again, small little things. Well, uh, we got those new maps, the reworks. They're a little right. bit bigger, hopefully. Yeah. Like, oh, high cast battles. I'm, still, zone, I'm you know? still waiting to see, dude. See, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they can make only, maybe they could just make all the maps bigger. Canals. And then yeah. instead, of, or just like have different maps for Battlezone, kind of like how Wingman and Dodgeball and all them have their own maps. Maybe just make maps for Battlezone. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what they do. Like they took Sabotage out so that they could rework the game mode because there was inconsistencies. Oh. They put Battlezone in the um, custom Rotation. game modes. Maybe they put them in there on purpose so that mm. they could gather feedback, and possibly they'll be disabling battle zone once they get uh, sabotage taken taken control of and, and fleshed out. That way, they can work on it a little bit heavier. Well, than... I look forward to doing battle zone customs when you stream on Thursdays at eight. Uh, 
I mean, we might mm, here. The, on, the only way that we're doing in the name of feedback. In the name of feedback, there's only one way that we're doing battles on customs. And it's the only time that I've ever done battles on customs when Kelly Kai shows up. So if Kelly Kai oh, yeah. wants to play battles on customs, he can show up and we'll play some battles on with him. That's the only time, you know? So. I'm going to start trying to run an adrenaline shot bounce back the next time. I'm going to try and see how, like, See how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. See if that's actually like worth running. Because again, none of us has even been doing that, but like that is a real thing that you can do. Yeah. So, yeah. And it works for the regeneration field too, right? Because again, it says on items. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And life drain. So, yeah. Bounce back and life drain proc each, kind of proc each other. (laughs) So, another post here. Um, by of course exchangeable fat. How uh, how many employees does First Watch have? If you don't mind me asking, Jared said right now we are just at under twenty with room to grow. First Watch had some shuffling with Roco Elite and whatnot. A good spread of devs. I know it seems like it's just me with how out here I am, but I have a good team working with me. My other designer put in a nice change to something you'll love and fixed an issue with Evade that literally no one discovered, which of course, that's why we're getting legendary Evade and stuff back. So they've got a team of 20, you know, as of this posting, which was 16 days ago with room to grow and with, you know, Rogue Company becoming, you know, hopefully more popular, more players, then that will incentivize the people in charge to grow that team to allow for more things to happen a little bit more quickly. Like the battle zone changes we just talked about, you know, so. Next up here, server icons. We all know the server icons, the clock, the question mark, and the exclamation point. <laughs> Got them burned into my screen. Jared said he shrunk them, shoved them in the top left where your FPS counter is. So they'll still be there. You'll still be able to actively collect that feedback. But they're not going to take up. the next update? Yes, I believe so. Oh, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And speaking of this, they're also asking for information and data. So happy Tuesday, Rogues. First of all, thanks for all the data on the above request. We have a potential fix that we're currently testing. I'm not exactly sure what he's in reference to here. With that said, on to the next target, server issues. That's right. Mm -hmm. Much like before, I need data as some issues might not entirely be easy for us to see on our end. I know we have hashtag laggy matches, but I need more and accurate data. That means player name, region, match ID, client logs. Get me that data. And if you, if you go to the road company wiki page, if I can figure out where to find it at on here, there is a place on here where you can actually uh, go to right here. Okay. Let me, let me, Oh, did it, did they comment on it? Yeah, right here. Yeah. So um, you can go to the oh. 
You can go here to the, the how to get the game logs thing on the front page of the Rogue Company Wiki, or you can go here, and this shows you how to get your logs and actually submit those logs to the developers if you're experiencing buggy or in you know weird matches, anything like that. And you can go to the Roco Bugs Report form and upload your file at the bottom after filling out the uh, information above in that form there. So they're actively acknowledging the fact that there are issues with the servers, but they need the player base's help. So anybody out there that's playing on PC, whether it be Steam or Epic, it shows you how to collect the logs from both of the different launchers. So you can absolutely go in there and you can uh, get those logs whenever you have weird matches pop up and you can send those matches over. And the sooner that they kind of suss out any type of potential issues, because like, of course, like they could absolutely upgrade, increase whatever they could with the servers. But if they go with the same server provider and there's an issue in routing or anything like that that has to do with it, it'll do some good, but it's not going to be consistently good. So if they can suss out any other issues that happen where maybe it's taking a long path, maybe it's connecting like your ISP is connecting to the wrong thing or sure. it's it's bridging you somewhere that it shouldn't be that's causing the these issues to happen. If they can suss that information out and hopefully fix that on their end, it'll help make for better matches all around. And, and They're not, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I remember when they first introduced that, like, give us the logs and you were doing it. We play every night. You'd be like, I got to gather my logs. Yeah. I feel like now it'll actually make a difference. I know. Right. Yeah. He's going to look at them. Yeah. I'm going to start doing it. Yeah. Same. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, at the well, end I of the, keep bitching about it. Yeah, exactly. Right. If, and not do it. Yes. So. And I mean, if we're both, if we both experience the same thing, in we're the not, same match. Yeah, we're, yeah. We we're not using the same ISP. We're we're not. We don't live. No. I mean, next to each other. Like me and Co Reed live like I can almost throw a rock and hit his house. Realistically, like, well, maybe not that. I mean, maybe in my high school day. Anyway, he's a slingshot. Yeah. You better fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> but like we live fairly close. Garbo, same. We live fairly close. But like if I'm having issues, Dirt Lord's having issues that's like hundreds of miles away. You know? Same issues, yeah. same situation. Yeah. We're all queuing. We're all in the same general area. So we're all queuing to the same server, you know, East Coast server so maybe they will be able to suss some of these issues out maybe it's a problem with my isp maybe it's this maybe it's that it'll help kind of narrow this stuff down also asked about and i'm probably going to cut this out by the way but i also asked radar about that third party software that they had for a while if they discontinued yes uh, I asked them if they had any type of third-party software or if they could regain some of those licenses for people that installed that uh, packet monitoring software mm -hmm. on their computers. And they, they said that the cost didn't, like, they can... Didn't have enough people doing it? Well, they said that the cost and the findings compared mm -hmm. to the findings that they have whenever they have logs submitted to them makes it doesn't make sense 
for yeah. them to have that. When they can find everything they need in the logs themselves, then, you know, it is what it is. So I'm going to start doing it. I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start doing it as well. I mean, if it'll help. Yeah. And it's got to do something, right? Because everybody is experiencing poor matches. Well, so, if people look at it, it'll do something. Yeah, exactly. I feel like right. those logs were just sitting there. Like, yeah. So. You did it every night. Yeah, for weeks. I would zip them up and send them out. You know? I would just have hours of... of yeah. Uh, and I was like, hey, I've got videos from everything that we sure. played. So if you need a video, I can upload it unlisted and send you a link to it. And you can look at like nothing. So, no, nothing. So hopefully we'll make that happen with a combined effort. So anybody that's playing on PC, if you're experiencing weird matches, like once the match happens, that's weird, then you can, I know this is going to be a pain in the ass, but you can leave the game, export the logs right then and there as the buggy match, potentially with like a screenshot of like the match ID and everything and yep. just send it right then and there. I know that like you want to play another game, this, that, and the other, but like, would you rather have better servers in the long run or continue yeah. to complain about the servers? So you got to do one or the other here. So, but like I said before, we are going to bypass the community section of this particular episode because of how meaty that uh, update was. And also, of course, the competitive scene and the Jared adjudications. But we will get that back on the next episode of the broadcast. But for this episode, I'm here with Co Reed. I'm here with Dirt Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we will absolutely catch you guys on the next episode. Have a good one, guys.